Welcome to Synergetic Culture, where we exist to provide practical and tangible content to help you build a synergetic culture. Here's the dichotomy though. Culture is formed either by design or by default. A culture by design, when adopted by the people within the culture, has a multiplying effect in the way it builds the organization and the individuals within it. And this, my friends, this is a synergetic culture. So how do we create a culture by design? What fundamentals and tactics and principles build a synergetic culture? Well, you've come to the right place. So no matter where you find yourself in your career, this podcast is for you. And with that being said, let's jump into today's episode of Synergetic Culture. Welcome to episode nine of Synergetic Culture. My name's Adam Bieber. I'm your host. I appreciate you listening today. Uh, appreciate you tuning in. Uh, today's episode is going to be awesome and unique because I have a guest here in the studio with me that I'm sitting across from who um, is uh, very near and dear to my heart. Uh, and today's guest is my brother, Noah Bieber. So Noah, welcome to Synergetic Culture. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Uh, I'm excited about this because uh, Noah and I have probably um, more deep, uh, relevant conversations um, that nobody ever hears. And so many times have been like, dude, I wish we could go back and record what we just talked about because to me, it's super helpful and beneficial. Um, and so now we're actually doing it. We're going to sit here this evening and have a conversation and record it. Um, so I appreciate you being here. Yeah. Again, thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. So um, Noah uh, has an interesting story. Um, his experience is a little bit unique. Um, it's relevant to kind of what's been going on the last couple of years with some of the stuff that he's gone through and experienced. Um, and so I want him to share a little bit about that. And he's got some ideas and thoughts that he wants to kind of, uh, bring, bring forward. And what I think is going to be cool about this is, um, Noah has a very interesting perspective on building people, building culture, building, team. And so I think, uh, it's going to be a, a cool uh, vantage point for us all to listen and learn from. So Noah, uh, for the sake of our listeners, I know you extremely well, uh, being that you're my brother, why don't we tell people about, about, uh, <laughs> our, our relationship. So we're three and a half. No, we're right about four years apart. Yeah. We're four years apart. Um, what was which, like, which we won't, we won't say the ages that way people won't know exactly how old you really are. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Uh, we don't have to tell people our ages now, but we, we were four years apart. Um, mm -hmm. majority of us growing up, uh, we shared a room. Yeah. Um, played sports together. Mm -hmm. Um, what else? <laughs> what are some other fun, relevant things about, about you and me? Uh, you know what? I, I think we lived a very interesting life to where, I would probably say we we liked each other, then we didn't like each other growing up. Yeah. Um, I would always get under Adam's skin <laughs> and just bug him, <laughs> which you got to understand, like I'm the youngest of five, and because we moved a lot, um, I ended up having not just two parents, but six parents <laughs> with my brothers and sisters. <laughs> so me being the youngest of five, I would always try to be like my older brothers and sisters and- um, for anyone else who has younger siblings, I'm sure you can relate and understand what it's like to have a younger sibling try to be something that they're not. Um, <laughs> so 
I'm laughing here because <laughs> one, I've heard that that story before. The uh, multiple people have said Noah didn't have two parents; he had six because me and my other siblings filled in as parents. Uh, but you are the only kid in the family that got a, an allowance and a car, so I feel like things did kind of bounce oh, no, up definitely, there's, later there's, in no, life. No, no, there's, things... there's pros and cons. <laughs> hey, we're not talking about the pros and cons of being the youngest. <laughs> I was just gonna say I think we had a cool experience that um. We had an opportunity to, to grow up together. Yep. To experience not liking each other. To experience us being heavily involved in each other's life. Yep. To also not being involved in each other's life. Sure. At all. Yeah. Um. And then all of a sudden coming back to being involved in each other's life, liking each other. But then just being self-aware together as adults and being able to break down things, understand things. Like, like, as you said, we have very interesting conversations that no one else hears, which got me to on a side tangent of thinking of how powerful just one small moments that you get with individual people um, Ooh, yeah. that no one else gets to see. Those are sometimes the most impactful. You and I have had many very deep one-on-one conversations that should like, I, I don't want them ever to go on a podcast sure. because those are things that are special. In secret, but that's, I think that's something that is cool just between the both you and I. Yeah. In, in comparison. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Um, I have a friend, I think the point you just made a lot of, a lot of people can relate to, um, where you have these moments or these one-on-one conversations, interactions, and they're extremely powerful and memorable. Um, uh, I have a friend of mine, we call them sticky conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, just those types of conversations, they aren't, they aren't, you know, um, surface level, but they're, they're sticky. You remember them. They're, they're mm-hmm. impactful. Um, and we've had a, a, a load of those. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cause they're, cause they're not for anyone. They're primarily for the other person, each other. Yeah. And if we get there today on the podcast, then the yeah. folks that are listening, just get the privilege of the fact that I hit the record button and we're here <laughs> talking. Yeah. Well, you, you did say, um, three things from, for, for us. Um, one, share my unique journey. Yeah. Two, um, my weird uh, perspective on just branding. And yes. Stuff. Yes. But to first just share a little bit about myself. Yeah. So go um, for it, please. Cool. So I'll first share a little bit about myself. Of course, um, younger brother, Adam, family of five. We grew up a lot. We moved around a good bit. Um, for me, you know, let's talk about the most recent years. Um studied architecture, graduated maybe about two years ago during the pandemic. Um, During that time, everyone was banking on going to a bunch of firms, um, both stateside and internationally. But because of the pandemic, everyone started going home. I got a very rare and unique opportunity to continue working for the marketing company that I was working for. Um, I was doing that as a side job throughout my five years of architecture in school. And while everyone else was going home, I got the opportunity to go full time with this marketing agency. Um, from then on for the past two years, I've just been fully diving into the world of marketing. Um, right now I'm a account manager. We have a good strong team, um, internationally, both here stateside and international who all work together to help build brands online and in person. Um, we do online branding, but also we do in-person events and productions and different stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. 
Um, for those of you listening that have never had any um, uh, exposure or context to somebody that's going through architecture school, I didn't until Noah went through it, and I didn't even realize it um, until the the right end of his um, his uh, college years. But it is a ridiculously um, challenging program. Um, the amount of uh, hours spent on projects and in studio and preparing and you put together a very cool thesis that um, I wish we could get into, but we're not going to get into it's on today's way, episode. Way too complicated. Yeah. Uh, but just the amount of work and um, effort and um, uh, everything it took for you to go through it. It's incredibly remarkable. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking back to um, one of those times that, I just came and hung out with you in studio mm-hmm. and it, we were there till well, I mean, we went and got cookout and then we hung out there till two, three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. while you just worked on projects. And I was taking online classes at the time. So I was sitting there working on a paper and we were just grinding and yeah. um, just to kind of watch what you went through. Um, and then, you know, throughout your college years, you, you did marketing and branding uh, as a side job um, mm-hmm. to earn extra money. And yeah, no, it, it started off just, I met a guy who needed a camera guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I'll, I'll do that for you. I yeah. like taking pictures. And I started that just as a side hobby. Just Which, let me ask you this. Like, when what you were doing, taking pictures and creating content, were you doing that before you started? Like, when, because, like, for a period of time, you were doing, like, some stuff in the club scene, like, doing yeah. video promos for yeah. uh, local Atlanta clubs and yeah. stuff like that. So. Okay, so are you asking me how I got started? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, so really quick, what got you into the marketing? Yo, yo what? <laughs> really quick, Snapchat. I hated looking at people's Snapchat stories, and this <laughs> okay. was and this was before uh, Instagram stories were a thing. I think. Okay. So I hated. Well, maybe I don't know now. Either way. Either way, I hated looking at people's stories, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it was. I really enjoyed using Snapchat. So, during that time. We went through a very interesting... And if you want to Snapchat, it's at... I'm just no, kidding. I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, it was a very interesting time in our life where a lot of-ish was happening. Yep. Um, 2015. And during that time... Oh, our lives personally. Our lives yeah, personally. Yeah, I was like current a events. Lot was, yeah, a lot of stuff was going on. Yeah, a lot of stuff was going on for us. Yeah, 2015. Yep, yep. So my whole thing was I want to find one thing that I can be happy about and hold on as a memory. Oh. So I just started taking pictures of things that was for no one but myself. Uh-huh. And uh, that turned into taking videos. But then as I realized I started taking videos and looking at the memories, I was like, yo, there's no story in this. And then I realized, yo, people's stories on social platforms are absolutely garbage. So then I started trying <laughs> to create story. Yeah, because it's a moment of a screenshot of someone's latte next them taking a selfie at some weird venue that you can barely see the background. And then the next bit, they're like saying something relevant about the tragedy that's happening here in life. And then the next bit is I'm about to go do yoga. Like it's, it's a complete mess. <laughs> like you want to talk about someone's narrative and like people are like, yeah, I'm so passionate about, you know, spreading whatever narrative, but literally that's what are people's stories. Two relevant things that are happening in life. I mean, we can use Ukraine. Literally anyone who's listening to this, go on your stories, watch, you will see people post stuff that are tragic happening in the world. Yep. And then the next post will be about something completely random that is not important or relevant at all. Yeah. So I started realizing that back in 2015. Yeah. And I was like, I want to create videos for myself. That's turned into let me steal my brother's GoPro 
So then I started creating videos. Yeah, that's right. That's where your GoPro went. I stole it. Well, Um, you broke it. It's really what happened. (laughs) Well, no, I stole it and then it, it became broke. Uh, which, you know, can, I, I, time you can we break? talk? Can we talk about yeah. this? Because the number of things that you borrowed from me and then it subsequently broken. You said I bo- I stole it and then it became broke. Not I broke it. It became broke. Like it did it to itself. No, it did. Well, you're you're saying it like <laughs> I, I broke it, but I'm saying is I borrowed it for a good period of time. And yeah, you and had it for a long time. I do remember yeah, I when you got yeah. you were shooting some of those. Yeah, uh, no, but that's how it happened. Is it started off stuff. with yeah. personal memories, Snapchat. GoPro. Then I borrowed a friend's camera and then shot the real estate video with that friend's camera. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And then um, I borrowed another person's camera and then I borrowed... I've never owned a camera. I don't own one. That's why. All my cameras I've used, I've always borrowed it from friends and people. Currently, the one I have right now, it's my boss's. Wow. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, but that's how we got into it. Yeah, yeah. So so it started, it started there. Mm-hmm. Then you started to earn money doing it in college. And then like you mentioned, graduating two years ago, Mm -hmm. right in the middle, smack dab in the middle of the pandemic, you didn't even have a graduation. Yeah. Which, which, you know, it's very interesting. A lot of people talk about like, Oh, how how did you go into marketing? You know, from there? Yes. I was doing it as a side job, but I really, honestly, I didn't understand marketing really at all until these past two years, but that's where it was just looking into transferable skills. Cause everyone's like, so are you ever going to use architecture in real life? (laughs) And it, it (laughs) bothers It bothers me a little bit because I'm like, yeah, I mean, of course, like at some point, but I really don't think people truly look at their transferable skills in life and how it can apply to whatever jobs that they're doing. It, people think so linearly. Um, that's just a side tidbit that I'm very passionate about, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, um, which is interesting because, yeah, I mean, you you chose a very niche uh, field and you spent five years. Um, uh, is it is it niche? Everyone says that they're in marketing now. No, I'm talking about architecture. Oh, okay. You chose a niche field to, no, I know everybody's an influencer and in marketing, but (laughs) you chose a niche field to study in college Uh and then, and then by luck, you ended up having a full-time offer before you even graduated to go full-time in in the the marketing company that you work with now and, and doing what you do, um, so your, your, your role and your job and like you've honed incredible skills at i mean he noah mentioned like borrowing my gopro and other people's cameras and never owning his own camera if you saw some of the content pictures videos that he's put together it's remarkable um and i remember there being a period of time where it just kind of hit me (laughs) um where because at one point early on like early high school days for me, I was kind of into like video and video editing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And there got to be a point of time where I I just realized like, this is a little bit of like a little hobby of mine and I'm cool with like what I'm able to put out, but holy crap, you got super freaking talented at it and got really, really good. And so I would tell people like, yeah, I could, I could edit a video or do Mm -hmm. this, that and the other, but Noah's super freaking talented at it. And so now, now you Manage it, do it for a living, manage people that help you guys execute, build online presence, online brand, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. do in-person um, uh, events and, and uh, marketing yeah. things. So so, that, so that's the journey. The, the second part you wanted to talk about was, I guess, outlook of branding, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, that's that's been your field. That's kind of where you live. The, have, have lived the last couple of years, and mm-hmm. 
you mentioned kind of not knowing a whole lot going into it, but now you've got a pretty good understanding of, of branding from a professional marketing side. And then you also kind of have your own personal opinions on personal branding and branding in general and uh, yeah, building the, the environment. I mean, branding has a has kind of a, a yeah a broad I, I, uh, uh, definition. I would think. Uh huh. Um, and you you know what? I, um, we we briefly talked about this before hopping on the podcast, right? Um, I think really to dive to dive into because this podcast is really about giving people tangible things that they can do. Um, when it comes to branding, just a disclaimer. In right now, we're not about to talk about the strategies to how to build a, a brand and yes. be successful. Yeah. My biggest thing realizing about whenever people are trying to build a brand, it's all about the efficiency of the impact that you can create. Okay. Yeah. So with that being said, I think we can dive into, okay, how do you, like, if you really want to make impact, let's not look at all the things you can do. Let's just look at the efficiency that you are creating by the impact that you're mm, doing. Okay. Um, Impact's important. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a huge, a huge motivator for, I think a lot of people impact. Yeah. Impact's important, but I think efficiency is, is the most important part. Sure. Because everyone's trying to make an impact and everyone's trying to do something, but are you truly being efficient in what you are going after? Yeah. I mean, how many people are trying to lose weight and then look back three years later and like, Hmm, I still need to lose weight. It's a good point. Like, like, yeah, sure. You can make impact. Yeah, sure. You can do a lot of things, but are you really being effective? Yeah. And that's been my primary focus. And luckily I've been in a great space where my mentor and boss has been helping me <laughs> to, to really look at, are you being efficient in what you do? Yeah. And that's the only reason why these past few years I've been, we've been able to go to where we are now because of that focus on, are we being effective? So Noah, um, if if it, my perspective, my thought is, mm -hmm. if somebody's listening to this podcast yeah. right now, one, they're in our family because they're so supportive and sweet. Hi, two, I dad. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, two, they um they want to better themselves. Yeah, they want to grow. They want to have more impact. They want to build people around them. They want to be a better leader. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They want to build the culture. That's yeah. what we're all about here. So let's let's maybe talk about a couple things that have been super impactful for my own life that people can apply to theirs. Love it. Go for cool. it. So the first one is, um, I, I, I want to talk about doing less, if we may. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, again, disclaimer: this what I'm about to say may sound counterintuitive. Um. It's just because it low-key is, but it's actually very effective. Um, <laughs> doing less. So many people are talking about wanting to do more, um, wanting to do things that they always said that they always wanted to do, but they're always having a hard time doing those things. You brought up a really great philosophy before doing this that if you want, for every yes that you say yes to, you take away from a no, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every Anything that you choose means mm -hmm. that you're, anything you say yes to is a no to something else. Yes. And a no to something else is a yes to something else. So it's just choosing carefully. Yes. So for those people that want to be efficient in the impact that they create, they really have to do that math problem. What are the things that I'm saying yes to that is taken away from something else that I'm saying no to? 
And my perspective is rather than trying to do the things you want to do, literally creative list and then start removing things from that list. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just reprioritize. Reprioritize. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm super, I'm super freaking busy. Yeah. I've got, I've got, you sure, know, which, 50 to 60 hour work let's, weeks. Yeah. Let's use you for an example. You're really busy. 50, yeah. 60 hour work weeks. Yeah, 60 you hour know, work I, weeks. I oftentimes have to bring my work what is, home. What is something that you want to do personally? Like just anything. Oh, that's a great question. Quick. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> one, I want to, I want to, I want to put a podcast out every week. Okay. So if you want to put a podcast out every uh-huh. week, if you were to list five things that you do, you know, throughout the week, what is one thing that you can remove? No, a hundred percent. I'm totally following and, you. Yeah. And sure. Yeah. That's a very easy thing to say, which we can get into the whole do delegate and delay thing. That's been super helpful. Yeah. 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 But we do. We do need to talk It's about important that. for people to look at life through that lens. We look at the life life through the lens of, oh, I really want to start a podcast. Oh, I really want to work out. Oh, I really want to, it's all things that we want to do. But until we start focus, like the amount of time and effort that you look into doing things, you need to put that amount of time and effort into what can you not do? Yeah. And the only way, only until you do that is the moment that you start to truly free up time for you to do things that you want to do. Yep. Yeah. And space and time and and margin is where a lot of creativity, a lot of um, uh, uh, peace and and certain things happen in in that space. When right now, I just feel like we're our 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 culture is very much a go go go. Yes, yes, yes. Take on as much as possible. And what you're Which, saying is you got to start with no, no, no. Yeah. So you can make sure that your yeses make the most impact. Yeah. Honestly, now this is where we can go off on a tangent on my thesis because there's a reason why we're in this culture of go, go, go there. Like a lot of my thesis fun tidbit, go look up Michel Foucault. He was a French, um, social theorist. He looked at, um, like punishment and how to change communities and people like what actually affects people. Um, and it was super interesting because he ends up, documenting and showing how societies are created Mm. and the reason why we're in a go 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 culture is purely from the tactics and strategies that he talks about but um yeah we are in this go 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 culture and the only way that we can step out of that is the moment that we stop this path that we're on take a step back and really look at okay what exactly am i doing yeah so let's um i don't know if we need to go into that anymore or if you want to but we can talk about due delegate delay like if someone was well, to make a list. One of the things that I've talked about, and I, I've hit it from a different perspective, which is, and I haven't talked about it on this podcast, but it's something that I talk about and I think is maybe going to be another another solo episode. But I, um, you know, I've worked with, with, um, with a couple different like youth-type mentorship groups and have talked to people about um, being able to... Uh, be more effective, uh, making sure that their yeses are, are impactful, you know, create better impact, create change in your own life. And one of the things we talk about is, um, when, when it comes to things that are on our plate, things that we choose, things that are, that we're doing Mm -hmm. that are, are just straight out bad habits. I mean, we can get as like practical as like, I've sat down and talked with somebody who said like, Hey, I really want to stop drinking so much. Mm -hmm. Um, well, that's a great thing to want to do. 
but it's not enough to say, I, I want to stop doing this. Mm-hmm. We also have to say, okay, if I'm going to stop doing this, then what am I going to start doing instead? Mm. So it's, it's just replacing the action, choosing something else. Um, because, and sometimes like in your case, like, I think we're going to put a different spin on this, but that's just a way that I've kind of come at this of, you know, if, as I kind of prioritize and look at everything in my, in my life and on my plate and things that I pr- do that I do prioritize, I'm sitting here going, is there anything here that I need to stop doing? And if I do choose to stop doing then what can I do instead? That makes a better impact. That's a better use of my time. That's a better, so something that you've done. And that you've found a lot of success with just in the last year has been this concept of do delegate delay. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about your thought process and how you kind of put things through that filter yeah. to be more effective and more impactful. Yeah, no, absolutely. So you just said the perspective that you like to go through, right? Which is things that you want to do. Uh huh. You need to first would you say like replace it with something else? Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> my do delegate delay, which just recently learned and has literally saved my entire life comes from the perspective that the more I can remove from my plate is the moment that I can actually start adding to my plate. Yeah. Okay. So let's frame this into how, how I learned it. At work, um, you know, we do online marketing, but then we also do in-person like events and stuff. Now that's like trying to manage two different client types and two different processes and oh, two sure. different companies at one yeah. time. Sales cycles, everything yeah. is different. So, yeah. so my time would literally be from the moment I wake up, I would start my marketing online job, right? Yep. I would do that up until about six o'clock at night or seven. Right. Yep. I mean, you know, we, we, uh, you, you've seen how late I've been working. Yeah. Um, and then from that time until 12 or one, I'm working on the other part. Yep. Right. So I'm always burnt out and exhausted and tired. Yes. Of course we want to build this other company so then we can do good. So of course I was trying to look at, okay, where can I remove, you know, things that I could do, blah, blah, blah. Like it wasn't working. So that's where the due delegate delay has helped tremendously. I would write a list every day of the items that I have to do. Mm -hmm. Then I would work with my boss to go through those items and identify because I can't figure it out myself. And maybe that's a tangible thing for you. If you have something that you want to do, find a mentor, find someone who can look at it from a better perspective. Yeah. Collaborate and work through that list together Yep. because I cannot accurately go through my list and identify the things that are priority. Sure. I can, but the key word is accurately. Yeah. Like uh, again, it's all about efficiency. Yep. So then my boss will go through those items and he'll ask for each item. What can you do? What can you delegate? And what can you delay? Yep. The do are things, the do's are things that you do yourself that require you and only you. Yep. The delegate are things that you can pass to someone else or things that you can empower someone else to take over and be successful in and manage. Yes. The last thing is what can you delay? What is something that you are prioritizing today, but can really be done tomorrow or two days later. Mm. Once you do that with the perspective of trying to minimize the amount of stuff that you're trying to do in a day, my work days have literally went from working until 7 PM at night. to now I pretty much get 80% of all my work done at 1 PM. 
Nice. Yeah, it's nice. fantastic. So now what are you doing with the rest of your day? Perfect. From that 1 until um, 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. or wherever, that's the time where you actually get to be a mad genius, research, try different things, and yeah. work on the things that will get you to where you want to go. Mm. But of course, you know, everyone talks about, and, and this is the biggest thing I think people forget and why it never works out whenever people are like, hey, focus on the do aspect of life. It's just shit happens. Life happens. And that's why people always get derailed. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. People are like, oh, I um, I wanted to, uh, uh, I was doing a really great eating diet, right? Yes. How many times have you heard that? And all of a sudden they're like, but then this happened. Yep. Right? Yeah. The 2 until 7 p.m. is for life to happen. Where all the BS happens, where all the things that, all, all the weird emails that you get from clients that you have to like sit there, go through, try to fix, try to manage mm-hmm. all the different people that are problems. Yeah. You get to, you know, kind of like take care of that stuff. But then you also get have that time to then focus on, you know, building for what you actually want to get into. So practically speaking, this is helpful for me because uh, Noah and I, we are brothers. We are, um, a, have a lot of uh, really good conversations. We both are also... Um, we both have ADHD. And so, um, as I'm sitting here listening to this, I'm like, yo, this just helps me sort my day from that perspective. Because when I, when I am, I, I work in a very, very high level, fast paced environment. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in my, my day to day, and it's hard sometimes to prioritize what I need to do. And so many times I will, I mean, I just did it today where I like stopped and put my hands on my head and I was like, I know I'm supposed to be doing something, but I can't figure out what it is. Yeah. Um, but, but it, I, I've seen success when I come in in the morning and I make a list. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is what I got to get done. And I make a list of all the things I need to do. And I just kind of put a little box next to it and check it off because mentally that does something for me to check the box. Yeah. Which, but I, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Go well, ahead. I was going to say what I like is, is that you take it a step further and you sort those, that list of things mm-hmm. so that you can be very, very focused. Um, without doing your technique, I have found that when I, when I realize, okay, honestly, this task can wait two days. Yeah. Um, I'm going to prioritize some other stuff that is necessary and needed now. Yeah. And then I give myself a little bit of breathing room. It's so much more relaxing. Yeah. So much more relaxing. And you know, uh, if we can't go one more step further, Adam and I both have ADHD, but we also have anxiety, anxiety. Yeah. 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 We also have like, we both checked off the box at the doctors that says that we have high, whatever, severe anxiety or high anxiety, whatever they say it is. Which Um, I've talked about personally on, on this uh, a couple of times already. So yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Join. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know you do. I'm just, it's, it's, I, it's totally cool that, that we're, we're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. ADHD and anxiety. Yep. So with that being said, I can freak out sometimes too. Oh, I when freak I, out every time yeah. I, I start making that list because I, it's so overwhelming. Because I'm yeah. like, okay, how long is this going to take? What can I do? It's so for those for people who are listening to this, if you have a hard time making the list and sorting through that list, the key to a lot of this is the success came the moment I had my boss support go through it. Yeah, yeah, you weren't me. doing it alone. And I can't tell you guys how many times I have affirmed my boss, telling him, "Thank you. This is what I need." And through that, we have seen great, like great success because it's working again. It's all about effective 
impact. Yeah. Right. Yes. Everyone wants to make impact, but are you being effective? So by doing that, it's been uh, super helpful. Do delegate and delay. Yeah. I love that. And what that, what that's done for you and what that does practically is it helps you to better hone the impact. Um, Something that I talk about with, with, um, with some people uh, that I work with is um, we're in a very fast paced environment. Time is really the only ceiling we have. Mm-hmm. I, and so I, I encourage my team to think, think about how are you spending your time? If you, if you're committed to be working for 40 hours a week and you want to have the most impact, then you got to think about what am I doing with my time while I'm True. here? And that's where I, I come from it from a weird perspective, which is, yes, you're given a little bit amount of time. What are you doing with that time? I would almost say, what can you not do in that time? Yeah. How can you free yourself up from the day-to-day heavy amount of tasks? Like tomorrow, please make that list and go through it with the perspective with someone else. How come, how much can you remove from your actual to-do? Yeah. Because the moment you do that is the moment you start to feel freed up to be able to go and do the things that are truly impactful. Yep. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um, you and I have talked about this before and, and I, I even experienced that a little bit today of just making time and margin to not be doing stuff mm-hmm. so that I can sit and, and, and for me, it's, it's, it's processing, it's doing some creative thinking, it's doing some, um, you know, proactive, um, uh, strategy True. type, type but it's thoughts. It's also and, able to just let life happen. Like if you want to talk sure. about making an impact for a greater culture, right? Yeah. Um, how often is, how often do you see a homeless man on the side of the road, but you're like, oh, but I'm on my way to go do something? Frequently. Yeah? Yeah. How often do you do you truly understand and realize someone's actually going through a mess in their life or struggling with something? And because you are in this 100% focus, I got to go from A to mm, B. You miss. You miss out. Yeah. You, so that's where, again, impact is not doing things. In, like this impact or focus of doing less allows you to truly and accurately read what is important because you are overloaded with the amount of things that you have to do. You can't even figure out what is the next thing you have to do. Yeah. 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 So the moment I've definitely you start, been there. Yeah, yeah. So the moment you start doing the thing you have to do, are you really at a hundred percent to do that effectively? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. You're, you're not. So then the interactions you have with people, are you really doing that? Like, and this is another side tangent, just personal experience, meeting pastors who are like going, Point A to point B, super busy. I remember being in middle, like high school. Um, you know, I have my own little like mini high school problems going on. It's not important. But a youth pastor, hey man, how you doing? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He's like, hey man, how you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm okay. I'm not doing too great. And then he's like, oh man, that's great. Happy you're here, man. See you later, and just walks off. Like he doesn't care. Mm. And it, and I'm not saying that that's anything against pastors. It's just the realization that good people have the best intentions, but because of this go 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 mentality. Everyone is missing everything. Oof. You know, that challenges me a lot to think about the the times that I may have missed um, opportunities to have a one-on-one, kind of like you and I talked about at the beginning, like some of those sticky conversations that we've had yeah. that have been just for the two of us. How many oh. times are those missed because we're go, 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 and there's an opportunity that presents itself to have a deep conversation, to have a sticky conversation, to have a moment that could be the most impactful, that could develop the relationship and the culture and the the uh, the the person that you're interacting with and it's missed because of that simple thing. Probably all the time. 
which then can lead into the next thing that we, we, we wanted to talk about, which was my perspective on, on marketing. A lot of people are trying to do online marketing. How many social media platforms are there? How many websites, how many podcasts, yeah. content that they can actually produce? The list is endless. There's a numbers game when it comes to marketing. Yes, you can hit off your numbers to get the amount of eyeballs that you can possibly get. Yep. But again, it's all about efficiency and impact. I'm strange, or maybe I have this strange perspective because I work with a lot of different clients that I see everyone doing everything. Yep. That I've realized, and by, because I'm purely a numbers person, I look at their numbers and I'm like, dang, did you know that like people's like rate engagement should be around in the like 30% is like insane, like Mm -hmm. insanely good. Okay. 30% of the amount of people you interact with means you're converting on them. That's terrible. Imagine that if that was real life. Mm. Like out of 10 people that you talk to, maybe what is it like three people or you're actually going to impact? That's terrible. Those numbers are terrible. Mm. From right? a sales perspective, 30% is a great close rate. But yeah, no, that, I understand but that's, what, but you're that's saying. what I'm saying is, is yeah. like if you want to create impact, you have to start looking at efficiency, not the number, right? People are looking at the wrong numbers. They're trying to see the amount of things that they're doing, but they're not truly looking at the effectiveness and what they're doing. Yeah. Because once you understand the effectiveness, then you can put all your chips in that area. And that's where my perspective is the one-to-one interaction is probably one of the most important things that you could possibly do in your entire life. Mm. Human-to-human interaction, one-on-one. I think the only people that you're really going to change is your own family. And again, I use family because it doesn't have to be blood. It can be be people that you adopt into your... Your circle of influence. circle of influence. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the only impact you're truly going to make in this world. You know, that's interesting because... And and we're kind of rounding, rounding... third base here and, yep. and going to land the plane yep. to merge two analogies. But um, you and I have talked about this before that there's, there's a limit. There's a, a, a limit to the number of, of people that the average person impacts. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously there's outliers, but the, the average person impacts around a hundred to 150 people. Mm-hmm. You know, if you kind of, you kind of, I was, I was processing it and you kind of said, okay, how many people at work? Yeah. X amount. Okay. How many people, um, you know, in your, in your friend group, people that you, you spend time with on a regular basis, how many people, and as you kind of go through the amount of people that you have to impact is about a hundred to 150 personally. Mm-hmm. And so what you're suggesting is that even though building a brand and kind of what you do for a living might seem kind of counterintuitive to this thought process, the most impactful thing that you can do is build the one-on-one human interaction relationships follow the do delay or do delegate delay format of processing and 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 prioritizing things and then look for ways to and opportunities that you have to slow down so that you can make um, a, a better connection and, and deeper impact yeah yeah if you want to make it a list it's <laughs> if you want to make a list yes. the first thing you need to do Please. is make a list yes Okay. Make a list, uh-huh. okay? Even though it's overwhelming, make a list. Yep. Please, please, please find someone to go over that list with you. Yeah. Because it's too much to do on yourself. You're too tunnel visioned. You're too much in the in the weeds, in the trenches, yeah, yeah. in the weeds to truly understand what is happening in the overall grand scheme of things. Yep. After you do that, with that person, primarily go over the do delegate delay with the perspective that you're trying to remove as many things as you can from your list. That mm. is so important. Remove as many things as you can from your list so that when you're done with that in step four or item number four, 
you can now prioritize the rest of the time that you've saved into those things that are going to move the needle. And those things that move the needle are whatever it is you're, you're doing to try to make the most impact. Yeah. Yeah. Finding ways to, yeah. to connect with people. Yeah, the, for, for me personally, it's, it's one-on-one relationships. Yep. That's just the time of life that I'm in right now is yeah. who can I truly impact one-on-one right now? Yeah. If you are at work, maybe it's when you remove the 10 things from your list, you're left with three. One of them is your team members. Another one is two clients that you really need to focus on. And the last one is resources to develop your team. Right. Mm, yep. Yeah. There you go. Those are great, uh, great, great things. Great points. Yeah. If you are a teacher, maybe it's, oh, yo, there's, there's all these things. Maybe I just need to focus today to really move the needle, which is teach whatever subject I'm teaching, build resources, and then focus on this one problem child just with extra mm. time. Not the, hey, let me grab these goodie bags and do these things and make sure that they have crowns and grab all these other different random stuff, right? Yeah. Just focus on those three things. That's it. Yeah. And that's going to move the needle. Again, yeah. if you are just focusing on your family, let's say you have issues with your family or day-to-day life, right? You want to apply this not in work. You want to apply this in your day-to-day life. Make a list of all the things you do when you come home, right? People want to better take care of themselves. Out of those many things that you have to do, remove as much as you can and focus on those two items. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and ultimately what happens is the time spent and the impact realized is far greater. Yeah, because the extra time you can allow life to happen. Yeah. Because how many times, a great example, people on this podcast, my brother and I wanted to sit and have a conversation. We still haven't sat and had that conversation yet. Yeah. Even though we were supposed to do that on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. It's because what happened? Life. Yep. But until you and I start actually removing things from our life of doing stuff, saying no to more and more people, yeah. can you and I actually focus on it on that conversation. Now, again, maybe that conversation is not important until later. So maybe you are prioritizing due delegating delaying, right? Yeah. But you have to look at life through that lens. Sure. What yeah. can I remove so I can actually do the things I want to do? And that's it. I love it. I love it. Um, we, uh, we, we said that we were going to talk for like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, this has been a super valuable conversation. A lot of the times when, when you and I come away from a, a, a good talk, um, I, I feel like my perspective is challenged just because you see things from a totally different angle. Um, and it's so helpful for me. So my hope is that it's helpful for our listeners that they take away those practical things that they can do. First thing on the list is make a list. The next thing is to uh, get someone with you. Actually, yeah, get somebody with you to go through it, sort it High out. Level. Yep. Uh, yep, yep, and, and do and, delegate delay. And do the do delegate delay. Remove as much as you can from the list. Yep, and then and then that's the moment where you just prioritize those last few things that are on your list. Yep, yep, and, and then that is how you impact. create an effect, uh, effective. Yep, impact. Yeah, because you can create impact, but is it effective? It, is it effective? Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah, and honestly, what what I love about this is it, it can apply to anybody. Um, it, it applies to your career. It applies to how you do things at home. It applies to how you operate in relationships. I mean, simply at, at home relationships, when I'm with you, I purposely try not to have my phone Yeah. Yeah. so that I can prioritize the time that I do get to be with you because we're both busy. Yeah. So that, that's a, in at home, real life, just relational thing. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I love it. Thanks so much for taking the time, Noah. Um, I, I, I know just in talking with you that, Doing podcasts isn't your favoriteest thing to do, 
Um, yeah, I just feel like I'm I'm not a part of society at all. <laughs> I just view things differently. You do, but it's challenging, and I yeah. think it's so good. So thank you for taking the time. Um, Noah will be uh, tagged in this, so you can follow along uh, his journey, look at some of his, his content if you want to <laughs> on social As media. As I said, I'm not part of society. I think the last <laughs> post I posted was like Kobe. <laughs> That's okay. But, yeah. That's okay. So... Uh, which that was that was impactful May he rest um, in peace, yes. yeah yeah for sure uh but thanks for listening to today's episode of synergetic culture i appreciate you tuning in feel free to share this episode on uh social media uh, follow us on on uh every, every social media platform and uh feel free to subscribe and, and send the podcast out whether you're listening on apple or spotify we do appreciate the love and support And we'll see you back next week for another episode. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. To learn more about Synergetic Culture, we invite you to go to SynergeticCulture.com. Sign up to receive our weekly podcast and blog. And then connect with us on social media. We want to be connected to you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe to the podcast and then share our show with the people around you so they too can build a synergetic culture. This episode was written and recorded by Adam Bieber, founder and CEO of Synergetic Culture. Synergetic Culture is a registered trademark of Adam Bieber and the Synergetic Culture Company.